Hello there, dear spirit. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Tea and Tombstones podcast. Tea and Tombstones is a platform dedicated to helping you root into nourishment through the haunted darkness and claim your hallowed ground through tarot education, spellcrafting, spiritual coaching, and nature-based services. My name is Ashley, the creator and wolf child of Tea and Tombstones, and I welcome you here. Hello there, my hauntings. I hope you are well today. It is a beautiful day here in Colorado. In today's episode, we return to the monthly card episode, going into a deep dive and discussion on what these cards are really bringing forth for us for this coming month of May. The monthly cards are Five of Wands and Cheng Wang, Be Light of Heart. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing these cards in depth as individuals, and then we are going to be discussing the energies that they create as a communal force or as a collective force for the month of May. And it would not be a true TN Tombstones podcast if I did not talk about the haunted and the hallowed of each card or the burial and the bloom of the messages of each card, especially the Five of Wands. The Five of Wands, I feel, needs some unpacking and some rewriting of the narrative of this card. These are all things that I'm going to be talking about and getting into, so grab your tea or whatever you are sipping on today. It is 9 o'clock here in the morning, so I am drinking my coffee still, but yeah, grab your tea and let's get started talking about these cards. So let's begin talking about the Five of Wands. As I just mentioned, I feel that the Five of Wands is a card that needs a rewrite. It needs a new discussion. It needs a new way to embody the messages that come forward in this card. Because of the image of the Rider-Waite with the five people with their wands aloft and it looks like there's a fight or there's conflict, this card is often seen as the card of, of conflict. It's seen as the card of creating or feeling strife because of another person. And I really don't believe that that is what is coming forward with this card, mostly because I don't ever want as a tarot reader, I don't ever want my card pull or the cards that I pull from my clients to ever be predicated on their attachments or their interactions with someone else. Part of the reason why I don't want to read that way and why I don't want to bring forth that kind of narrative with my clients is that I don't want them to feel on edge when they go about their day. I don't I don't want them to feel like the interactions that they have with other people or in certain situations has to come forward in this way. What I always want when I am reading the cards for myself or when I am reading the cards for clients is for the cards to be a way of embodying the spectrum, really opening the dialogue between the haunted and the hallowed. I named my business that because when I first started learning how to read tarot, I was trying to embody and embrace the standard understandings of these cards. And what I found was that the standard narratives and the standard understandings of these cards is often quite limiting and not of service. 
the more that I embodied and embraced the cards in my own life, I realized that they all have the spectrum of burial and bloom, of creation and destruction. Some may be a little bit more on one end of that spectrum than others, but all of the tarot cards have a way for us to take ownership over that spectrum in the moment, in the real time, in the real time moment that we pull that card, we are being invited and ushered into this awakening and into this ownership with each card, no matter if it's the Five of Wands, if it's Death, if it's the Tower, if it's the Ten of Swords, or if it's the Star or the Sun, all of these cards are ushering us into taking stock and taking ownership over where we are at with our lives and how we can embrace the the feral poetics of what is coming forward in a certain situation or in a certain thought or in a certain emotion and also claim our hallowed ground and claim ourselves as sacred, that we deserve to live a sacred and beautiful life that is completely on the spectrum of the haunted and the hallowed. And that's why I feel that the Five of Wands needs this rewrite because if I was to pull this card and say, okay, well, I'm going to have a fight with someone today, the invitation lives and dies on that statement because there's nowhere for it to go. There's nowhere for it to move. It's just this assumption that is based on standard narratives and those assumptions can make us feel on edge and they can also make us feel that we don't have control over a situation and we always do the tarot invites us to understand and to know where and how we have control over a situation so that we can take that ownership over our life and come into a space of sacred centering with everything that we bring to that moment so in working with this card what i really want to to say about this card and what I would really like to invite for anyone who has worked with the five of wands in a more standard setting. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you have to change, but I would invite you to consider that the five of wands could really be speaking to simply the power of our inner fire and how can we honor the power of our inner fire our inner fire and our spirit has both the capacity for creation and destruction. And it's vital that we protect our inner fire, that we don't let our emotions and our passions be gaslit or placated by external forces, but also that we don't move through this world with our inner fire lacking a sense of mindfulness. The five of wands I really think is speaking to the fact that our inner fire is absolutely sacred because of the capacity that it holds. Because we have the ability to create and destroy through our emotions and through our words, it's important that we be mindful and authentic. I really feel that the Five of Wands is saying that we need to show up to 
the spaces that call us in with a sense of authenticity and a sense of mindfulness. That we can't be so burning in our inner fire that it destroys the true nature, but we also can't be afraid to show up and take the space and take the air that is in that situation to feed our authentic inner fire. I really feel that this card is saying that passion should move us. As always, we should be mindful, but we also shouldn't let our passion, again, be gaslit or placated. We shouldn't have to dim our own light to make someone else's light burn brighter. And this can create a sense of challenge or a sense of conflict. I'm using air quotes around that. It's really a card about saying that we're meeting an edge. I love the way that the Herb Crafters Tarot talks about the fives. The Herb Crafters Tarot is a beautiful, beautiful deck, and all of the fives in Standard Tarot have some element of obstacle, conflict, or or push, if you will. Some sort of challenge is coming forward with the fives. In the Herb Crafters Tarot deck, all of the fives are, well, each deck has an accompanying herb for that deck. So the five of fire in the Herb Crafters Tarot is Black Cohosh. All of the fives in this deck speak to endangered plants that have been overly harvested and in the wild and not sustainably resourced for uh, the medicine that they produce. And if we were to lose these plants, if we were to lose these herbs and the medicine that they provide, we would really be losing a very valuable part of what it means to work in, in healing and in stewardship with the herbs. And all of the fives are an endangered herb because the fives speak to this awareness that our edge now meets the bigger edge of the world. The edge that we have, and as we move and cross from the space of our own into a more collective and communal space, we start to recognize and become aware of the consequences of our actions. We start to become aware of the weight of our choices and and the value of our words. We start to realize that what we put out can make change either good or bad. So we shouldn't be gaslit into being into stymieing our emotions because it's not polite to do so. But we also should be mindful of how we can use compassion or a sense of grace in order to show up unapologetically but also authentically. And how does that edge within us meet the external edge? I hope that made sense. What I really see with this card is that as we start to cultivate the inner fire, we realize that there is an edge with the inner fire. And as we start to move out into the world, onto our onto our journeys, into our situations, on this level of our spiritual evolution or our, or our wild reclamation, we start to realize that the edge within us is going to meet the edges of this world. And how do we meet those edges? 
We can't cover all the sharp corners of this world so that our edge is never confronted. And how do we honor and own our inner fire in a way that lets us transform the way that we need to, that we're not pulled in from the edge or from the assumption or from the expectation of what is being placed on us, what is placed near us, what is part of groupthink, what has been in the quote-unquote status quo for eons because it keeps uh, those in power in power. It's really about how does our edge meet, meet this world with its edges in a way that honors and owns it and doesn't shy away from taking up that space as we need to. But it also doesn't completely burn every single element so that we are left with nothing but char and ash. I think one of the most beautiful elements that comes with the Five of Wands is that it's really inviting us and asking us to feel into that edge and feel into our inner fire because it is through heightened awareness that leads us to gain a better understanding of ourselves. To use that knowledge in a way that speaks to our transformation and it speaks to what we are creating or what we are intentionally creating or intentionally destroying from a place of honor and from a place of compassion. That we're not complacent in the creation or the destruction of something. Our edge in our inner fire allows us to tend what needs tending, to own what needs owning, and not everything else. That we're not pulled in all these different directions and giving away of our inner fire in a way that is out of alignment through self-awareness and through this heightened awareness that we start to cultivate as we feel into the edge of ourselves we start to understand where the edge is of service and where the edge is perhaps not of service where it's out of alignment and then using that awareness to pivot us and create focus so that we can move through the challenge with more ease or so that we can show up to the space with more authentic, unapologetic grace. That we don't have to be so on edge that we push every blessing or every lesson to be learned away, but we also don't shy away from the power that we hold. I think one of the more sacred aspects of the Five of Wands is the invitation to feed the appetite of your spirit, like air feeds fire. Really, this card is asking you to embody and embrace and it's inviting you to feed the appetite that your spirit has. How do you feed that appetite for that your spirit holds and asks of you? And this can be small or large in the energy that is coming forward. It doesn't have to be some huge, powerful shift of the self. It could be a very small aspect. Like for me lately, one thing that I have been doing to really honor this this invitation to feed my spirit is taking time to be outside. Even if that is not getting dinner ready, even if that is not cleaning my house, even if that is not doing something on my to-do list for work, 
my spirit lately has been just begging me to be outside and to just sit in the sun and read a book and smoke a hookah sometimes and I have just fully been honoring that and owning that even when some of the things that I need to get done or some of the other priorities I have may be maybe a little hindered because of that but I have just been I have been saying to myself that this is something that my spirit wants and I'm gonna honor that I can try to create space in other ways like really making sure that the few things that I have to get done for the day get done before I go outside or that I make it clear that I'm pacing myself in a way that is manageable so I'm not overloaded with my to-do list or with my responsibilities because then I would just feel anxious and be sitting outside having uh like completely having like shallow breaths and being like oh my gosh I have so much that I have to get done but yeah this this card is really saying like how do you feed your spirit and how does how do you continue to feed that spirit even when you meet an edge or when there's a sense of resistance or when there's a sense of of balance or of repurposing or of restructuring that has to come in. This card is really, I think, for the month of May saying, feed your spirit, take up the space, take up the air. Do it in a way that is mindful and is intentional so that both the creation and the destruction happen from a place of purpose or happen from a place of awareness and also really create a sense of self-awareness or a sense of self-understanding so that we can see where the edge is moving us into alignment and where it may just be creating something that doesn't need to be that doesn't need to be tapped into it doesn't need to be spoken or acted on sometimes the the edge that we feel is just it's just that and there's uh maybe a space to sit with it and then finally realize that all we needed to do was acknowledge it within ourselves and then release it it doesn't have to come forward in the bright illumination from our inner fire And that leads me to the haunted aspect of the Five of Wands. There's a need to take ownership over our own inner fire, both bravely and also humbly. I would never say that we need to, and as I've been saying, we should not submit our own inner fire to the needs, the wants, or the fires of someone else, something else in some situation. We need to stand in our flame, in our fire, and let that be authentic and just burn brightly and unapologetically. However, we also can't let it burn so out of control that we expect other people's fires to be dimmed for our own, that we take ownership over our space and the brightness that we hold within our inner fire. And we also don't take on the control of someone else's and we don't expect them to take on that control over over our flame, over tending our flame. When we need help, obviously seek it, get it, go and be vocal about it, but recognize that proactively asking for help or seeking the resources that you need for support is taking ownership over your inner fire. Again, it's feeding the appetite of spirit. It's not waiting for something to happen so that this space can can be welcoming to you. It's about claiming that space and then 
doing what needs to be done to feed that appetite, good and bad, so that we get what we want and what we need. We can't expect others to tend our flame unless we create that space for mutual shared connection. It's not, this card is not about creating, it's not about creating a fight with someone, as I said. It could be about just taking up the space and if someone else feels resistance to that, saying that that's their resistance to to work through, to process, that that's not something that we need to be concerned about. But it's also not about just being so forceful in taking up space that we start to to do harm to someone else, that we stop listening or that we stop creating compassion or understanding that needs to be given for for growth and for healing to happen. Especially those of us with privilege, we need to recognize where we can show up and also where we need to, honestly, where we need to take a fucking seat and listen. Let the narrative and let the words and the energies and the actions come forward and recognize where we have taken up too much air, where we have unjustly claimed narratives and cultures and systems of of belief or interaction as our own and they're not ours. So this card is also about saying knowing where we are being called to step forward but also where we are again being called to to take a seat and let someone else speak what needs to be spoken because it's not our place to say those words. It's not our place to do anything but listen and learn. As we honor our inner fire, we need to be mindful of, again, where we can really take up the space and where we really need to use mindfulness to to let the to let the energy move as it is. We can feed the appetite of our spirit and we can create and claim that space unapologetically and authentically without expecting others to or other systems or other situations, whatever you want to put there, we can show up and claim the space without expecting or assuming that others are going to just to bow down and create that space for us. Again, coming from a place of privilege, we need to know where we need to be the ones to let others hold the space and retract some of the ways that we have taken up too much of the air and too much of the narrative of the energy of the physical land, of the culture. But it's also about knowing where we need to show up because it is feeding our spirit or where it is feeding a coping mechanism or a defense mechanism that is coming from unhealed wounds, that is coming from unhealed or unvalidated emotions within us that we are expecting others to fulfill or to serve or to validate because we haven't done that work ourselves. This is where the sense of ownership comes back in. In the light, it can be incredibly beautiful. The the five of wands is inviting us to take ownership over the appetite of our own spirit and say, what do I need? What do I want? How can I feed this appetite within me that's both feral and enlightened? It's 
it's dark and it's light and it's beautiful and it is everything of me. How do I feed this? How do I honor this? How do I hold this and own this and say that I am going to take up the space? I am going to claim this space and I don't care if some old ass white dude feels that I just need to smile more. I am just going to take this fucking space and he can go kick rocks. You know what I mean? Like there's something so beautiful and so radical in feeding the appetite of your spirit and in feeding the hunger of yourself and of your thriving to yourself in a way that is unapologetic, that's raw, that's authentic, that is of truth. However, and (laughs) yes, and we also need to have a sense of mindfulness. We need to have a sense of mindfulness where we could be doing more harm to others, where we are abusing privilege if we have privilege, where we are expecting others to create that space for us or validate or take on the work that we have not owned within ourselves. because once we get past the the anger and the fierce fire, we have to deal with with the pain. We have to deal with what we've burned. We have to deal with replanting that, that ground so that new growth can come forward. This card is really about ownership of the spirit, of passion, of transformation, of wild reclamation in fullness. Again, going back to the Herb Crafters Tarot, that as we start to have our edge meet the edge of the external, of the bigger picture, of the higher collective, of whatever it is. Excuse my cat. He just woke up from a nap. Um, bless you. But yeah, like it's it's really saying that as we honor that and as we feed into that, how do we do so mindfully so that we don't overburn the bridges, so that we don't continue to keep burning ourselves, so that we can allow that space to to be replanted, to grow with intention, so that we can recognize where cause and consequence, as I was saying right as my cat sneezed, that as we talk about the Herb Crafters Tarot, that we start to realize how our edge meets the edge of the bigger picture of the higher collective of the external of the next level that we're physically or energetically going to we start to realize that how our spirit holds weight our spirit can really and radically create change and we need to be aware and take ownership of where we really want to create change and where we need to tend within ourselves which still needs tending so that we don't let the inner fire burn out of control that it can't come back from, that it continues to just burn and burn and we end up doing more harm than good. So yeah, for May, I think that's really what the the five of wands is, is asking of us. And again, there's so much more to unpack and there's so much more to to really kind of sink our teeth into once we get past the standard narrative of the five of wands. So I hope that in working with the card this way, that it really shows it how you can humbly surrender, but also take ownership over your spiritual, over your spiritual flame and how it can just burn and contribute to the light beyond and the light that is shining down on you because both are so beautiful. 
And that takes me into the other monthly card, which is Cheng Wang, Be Light of Heart. I hope I am saying that name correctly. Cheng Wang is a card that speaks to being in the bliss of yourself from the guidebook. And this deck is the Oracle of the Dragon Fae written by Lucy Cavendish. The guidebook to this says, there's a part here that I wanted to highlight. It says, you are very bright and very much needed on the earth plane at this moment. The bliss is both within and without you and your body is healed, whole and a perfect material expression of divinity. Shine your light and brighten all our lives with your quicksilver energy and cosmic dance. Please rejoice at this time. The god and goddess adore you taking the time to dance with yourself under the stars. Make a wish when you see stars. You may even have a homeland among them. If this card feels like it is expressing an area of your life that is blocked, you may presently be refusing to enjoy your blessings. If we focus only on the darkness, we can experience pessimism, which is, after all, an inability to see that through this darkness, we learn to see the shining of the planets, of the stars, and of the universe, that through difference, there is balance. There is a mistrust of anything different or from another realm, including spiritual matters. What I love about this card and some of the imitations that I really feel it's bringing forth is we can find a state of bliss in being both the teacher and the student that as we create our space from the five of wands and as we claim that space with ownership we can also be a student in seeing how others claim their spaces and how the space that we hold unapologetically authentic is in a way an interconnection of the space that others hold and their unapologetic authenticity. When we allow the light of ourselves to be in a state of bliss and that bliss is within and without the energies and this could be situations, memories, spiritual matters, it doesn't have to be just being happy with yourself and being another the happiness that someone else feels. I think it's really about talking about how when we create that sovereign space and we claim that space, even when we meet resistance, because we know what we're worth and we use mindfulness as a way to honor the light that is within us and all of the lights that are without us, we can really start to see at how bliss and joy are actually a form of healing. When we have love for our life and we have a love for our life in a way that speaks to feeding that appetite of the spirit that I mentioned before, we can do so in a way that also channels that for others and for other energies to be part of that as well. So it's about this wholeness, this interconnection of being both the teacher and the student within that space of loving life and feeding that appetite of the spirit. What I also love with this card is that it speaks to creating an initiation of self, that we need to take the time to actually feed that appetite from within and then to without. So from within to external. As I said before with the five of wands, we cannot wait for someone to show up and do that for us. We have to be willing to take the ownership for feeding our own spirit. And we can use resources, tools, guides, other people's energies, the energies of nature or of the world, whatever those energies are that feed our spirit, we have to claim them first for ourselves, And in doing so, that creates an initiation of 
magical wholeness of shining that quicksilver light as the guidebook mentioned out into the energies where we seek to claim spaces and also where we honor through mindfulness the ways that we need to let others claim their spaces. One of the things that I talk about often is using the tarot as a way to step into this level of your spiritual evolution and your wild reclamation. I am not saying that through the tarot we can gain full enlightenment, full transparent esoteric cosmic energies. As humans, we are messy, we make mistakes. Each tarot card is presenting us with an invitation to move from one level to the next with mindfulness and with messages and with imitations. What I love about this card though, and what I love about it says in relation to the Five of Wands is that this is a space that is needed for us to move into the spaces that not only we want to claim, but we have to claim. That in order to be the people we want to be, we have to have that appetite for the spirit and we have to have that initiation of self where we honor the light that is within us that is both pure and unpure. It is not perfect and it's not meant to be. As we accept and take ownership over the bliss of self and then we do so for external energies what this card is really saying is that this is how we move into the spaces that need us. This is how we move into the destinations that we feel are calling us back in. This is how we step up and take ownership so that when we get to those spaces, we know them, we can see them, we can sense them, we can feel them deep within our bodies, within our spirits. And we do that by feeding that appetite of spirit. We do that when we say, you know, what do you want today? And how can I give it to you? Can I give it to you? If I can't give all of it to you, can I find grace in where my limitations are? Can I find authenticity in the space that I'm feeling resistance in? Can I find beauty in the space that also holds a lot of shadow? This is what Cheng Wang is speaking to, and I love it how it is so interconnected and woven into the narrative of the five of wands that when we talk about claiming spaces and when we talk about being light of heart we are not in any way diminishing the truth of a situation or the truth of self as is it's not enough just to say okay this card came forward and it's in relation to the five of wands so just be happy when you claim this space that's that's again it's so limiting it's not taking into account that spectrum of the haunted and the hallowed sometimes it's really hard to claim our spaces sometimes it's really hard to take that time to initiate into the self and feed that appetite of our spirit what i honor with this card and what i want to embrace with this card and say about this card is that it is about creating the ability to be full stop it is creating the ability to be in the moments of resistance, in the climb to claim those spaces, and in the destinations that are calling us to be our highest and best selves, we have the ability to be in the state of being purely, authentically, unapologetically in our feralness and our messiness and our mistakes. This is really what I feel this card is saying. 
Going into the haunted and the hallowed aspects of Cheng Wang, Be Light of Heart, starting with the haunted, I would say that some of the messages that reside within the haunted spaces first would be spiritual bypassing and would be spiritual ownership over spaces that are not ours. Again, this goes back to privilege. This also just goes back to creating an awareness within the self that we do not always have all the answers and we can be light of heart through just listening. When we are so into our own internal energies, we can neglect or negate the energies of others and we don't want to be doing that. If there is something that is challenging us or is creating resistance within us, we absolutely need to be authentic and to speak to that, to act on that, to use boundaries as a way to come back to that bliss but we don't want to be taking ownership spiritually over something that is not ours to claim and we also don't want to be spiritually bypassing the truth of a situation or the truth of our spirit we don't want to be negating the shadow elements in order to be in bliss because that's really not bliss that's that's almost like emotional fraud. When we are just so simply in the love and in the light, we are not honoring and owning that the shadow also has space for us. And we are often in a space of shadow. To turn away from it, to run away from it, is to not get the full blessing of what this card is really trying to say. Also with uh, spiritual ownership and taking space that is not ours to take. Again, we need to be mindful and to honor the spaces that are not ours to claim. Not every space is going to hold us. Not every space should hold us. Sometimes we need to find and come back to feeding that appetite of the self by listening and by being humble to the spaces that are others to claim and bearing witness to that as an ally, as a support system, as a compassionate person, as a person that acknowledges the multifaceted energies and wounds that are with us at all times, we need to take ownership over what is ours, but not try to seek out which that which is not ours and claim it as ours because we feel that we have a right to. Again, that is not what this card is saying. That's not what the Five of Wands is saying. These cards are really saying that we become aware of the spaces that are ours, that are truly, truly ours, that allow us to be in that beautiful bliss of the self, that feed that appetite of the spirit, and also acknowledge and bow down and bear witness to the spaces that are not ours and see how we can be of service to those spaces by listening, by being mindful, by creating that space to open more, by supporting it in any way that we can. This does not have to be just in relation to spiritual bypassing or to showing up as someone with privilege and being mindful of privilege. This can show up in a multitude of ways. For instance, one of the ways that I feel this card is really showing up for me this month is really honoring that I am not meant to hold space that is, as I've said before, purely love and light. And I'm not meant to fully hold space that negates 
things that I love that may bring resistance to the holistic community, to the spiritual community. I fully believe that everything that I am makes me the tarot reader that I am, makes me the spiritual coach that I am, and makes me the, you know, the the poet that I am. All of these elements are my of myself are the ways that I claim my spaces and then I can see and honor and bow to the ways that other people claim certain spaces. So for instance, and this is a very trivial situation, I know this, I'm just going to use this as an example, I am not someone who is going to show up into an event, into a situation, I'm not going to be someone who in sitting down to read a tarot card with to do a tarot spread for someone or spiritually coach with someone i'm not going to be someone who shows up in this polished white pressed linen shirt and nice pants like i'm just not that kind of person i definitely have an aesthetic and i'm not going to dismiss what is within my authentic self in order to make me sellable to others who I'm not meant to be in service for, if that made any sense. I am not someone who's going to show up wearing all white. I'm not going to be perfectly polished and posh and trendy. That's just not me. I am going to show up with shirts that have skulls on them. I'm going to listen to heavy metal. I'm going to show up in jeans and flip-flops sometimes. Like, it, that's just the way it is. And I'm not going to apologize for that because there's an understanding that to be a business owner, we have to always look and be presentable. Now, I'm not going to be a slob. I'm not going to... Um, do what I can to make myself not sellable, but I, I'm just trying to create the point that I know that I am not that type of person, and so I'm not going to be that type of person. Even if that could or would get me a few more clients, I'm not going to do it because that's not who I am. I actually remember I was in one of my classes in college, and we were talking about being wellness coaches, being spiritual coaches, and we one of the assignments was that we had to do a presentation on a spiritual business or on a coaching business or something like that that really resonated for us and we had to do a presentation on this business what we liked about them what we didn't really like about their business plan or their business model what we would change and how this business model that we're speaking on supports the supports the modalities that we would use within our own businesses or if we went into an established practice how we would uh, use the teachings of this business to help us be of highest and best service for the business that we were going into and one girl brought up a, a truly remarkable businesswoman and in her about me section she was in a t-shirt and jean shorts and the teacher was like, you know, this is really, uh, you know, in kind of giving some of the critiques, she was like, you know, this is really unprofessional. And the whole class <laughs> fought against her because I think, and I know I'm not, when I mention being the way that I am, I know I'm not speaking to the wall. Like I know I'm speaking to people who have felt this and speaking to you who have felt this in your own way that we have often been told to 
align ourselves into certain boxes because it's quote unquote best for us and it's really not best for us. We need to, instead of trying to narrow ourselves down, expand the spaces to hold us and more of those like us and make it Make not such resistance where there shouldn't be any resistance. It shouldn't matter if someone is wearing fucking jean shorts in her about me page. And for the record, that woman is like crazy successful. I don't remember her name or I would mention it, but I just remember that she was listing all of the events that she's done, all the press that she's received. And that girl was clearly doing fine with her jean shorts. So like, let's simmer the fuck down. But the the point that I'm making is that Instead of dwindling ourselves down to a matchstick in order to be acceptable in certain spaces, we just need to expand the spaces and claim that as authentic and claim that as truth and claim that as a part of our power. To use another example, growing up, I was always this way. Like I was always a little bit of the black sheep in my family. I was always a little bit different. I definitely was an outspoken child. I was listening to heavy metal when I was like six years old. Like I remember uh, jamming out to like ACDC and Slayer at six. (laughs) But I had some family that constantly made me feel inferior to my sister. And my sister is such a beautiful light in this world. And I would not be the person that I am if I did not have my sister's support. But we're night and day from each other. She is, I mean, she's such a beautiful spirit, but she's long blonde hair. She was a gymnast. She uh, dated the same guy through high school. They're now married. She knew she always wanted to be a mother. She wanted to be a teacher and to become a teacher. And I was the exact opposite. Like I had the boy haircut. I said I wanted to be a writer and that I never wanted to get married. I never wanted to have kids and that I just wanted to like travel around the world or have a bunch of cats. And my family treated me inferior to her because I was quote unquote different. She never treated me differently, but they did. They wanted me to be more like her. They wanted me to be more acceptable and mainstream because that's just what you do. And even as a child, I pushed back. I wasn't always capable of, you know, making certain choices within those situations that I would now and I did as an adult. But I I would push back. I would push back with my words. I would push back with uh, my body. I would claim that space even more. And I didn't change who I was because that is who I am. And I'm so glad that I didn't change because even though this family is long gone from my life now and I am all the better for it because if you can't honor the truth and the light within me, I don't need you in my space. I am just so... When I look back on that, I I recognize that there still is some shadows and some wounds that I need to unpack and I need to tend to and I need to tend to that inner child. But I am also just so grateful that even then I knew who I was, that I knew that that was not the space that I was ever going to hold. And while I have grown up in certain ways, In other ways, I am still that child and I'm still holding that same space and I claimed it my whole life. And I just, 
to reiterate, I just really think that is what these cards are speaking to for the month of May. They are really speaking to honoring the the spirit and tending that inner fire and feeding that fire, claiming the air in the room so that we can be in our truth. We can be unapologetic in our authentic selves because that is what the world needs. The world needs the radical act of our own acceptance. The world needs our radical ownership of our whole self and all of the light and the bliss and the shadows and the encompassing energy that comes with that because the world doesn't need more of the same. It needs more of what is within each of us and how we bring that to how we bring that into the space that we claim with honor and with love and with dignity and with compassion and with a ferocity that that will not be undone that we are going to create the radical shifts that we need to create and we are going to hold the space for others to create their own radical shifts yeah we're gonna like move some mountains you know we're gonna really come back to everything that we are and everything that we will be with with just an untainted space of bliss and of joy and of claiming and of claiming and owning those spaces more and more and more. And I think that is all that I have to say today on these cards. I really hope that this podcast episode brought forward some invitations and some ideas on how you can honor and feed the appetite of your spirit, how you can take ownership over the spaces that are yours to claim, and how you can do so with the lightness of your heart that is your truth, and it is the totality of everything that you are. Just a few announcements. First, I would like to thank my patrons, Lisa Zimmerman, Bobby McDermott, Deb Guy, and Zach Tate. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for sharing this space with me here and beyond. It means the world to me. I am going to be at another pop-up event. Well, this is a provider event at Nurture. The event is listed on my website. You can go and sign up if you want to uh, do an in-person tarot reading with me. You will also get to meet all of the amazing providers at Nurture, which is such a beautiful space. So if you're interested and you're in the Denver area, you can go uh, to my website, which is tntombstones.com, and you will see the event listed and you can sign up. That's the best way uh, to do so, so that... Uh, our time together is in the books and everything else is first come first serve. Going back to my patrons and my Patreon page, I have officially altered and put in the changes that I have been wanting to make. So now when you sign up for as little as $3 a month, you will get the tarot affirmation. And I just realized I didn't even say the tarot affirmation in this podcast episode. Yeah, I like totally forgot to say the tarot affirmation, which is... I honor my inner fire by burning away doubt and create lightness within me. Yeah, sorry (laughs) y'all, I totally forgot that. Um, So yeah, that's the affirmation. And just to kind of circle back around, I know I said I was done, but I wrote that affirmation this way because one of the most beautiful things that I see with the Five of Wands, again, going back to creating ownership and to honoring your inner fire, is that when 
we honor our inner fire, what it's really inviting us to do is to burn away the doubt that we cannot claim the spaces that we're meant to claim. When we burn away that doubt, when we burn away fear, and I fully recognize that this is easier said than done, and I wanted my tarot affirmations to be real. I wanted them to just not be airy and fluffy, because again, I don't do that. I wanted there to be a rawness to the tarot affirmation, so it's going to take work to burn away doubt, to burn away fear, and to really believe in the transformation of claiming these spaces. That's hard, and it continues to be hard. There are still times where I struggle with that. I kept having to say to myself that affirmation when I did my first pop-up because I was so afraid. I was afraid that I wasn't going to do as well as I wanted to. I was afraid that I was going to make a fool on myself, that no one would want a tarot rating with me, and the event was so successful. And yet I, I kept having to say the affirmation to myself to reaffirm that, no, I'm burning away doubt. I am burning away fear. I am burning this away because I am meant to claim the space. And by doing that, I create a sense of lightness within me because I am where I am meant to be. When we claim the spaces that we are meant to claim, we create a lightness within ourselves because we're where we need to be. We are where the spirit, where the spirit gets to feed on that appetite and be nourished and sustained. So yeah, that's the tarot affirmation. I I'm gonna do better next time. I'm so sorry. I would totally go in and like try to edit this and add this in but to be honest it just is what it is so again the tarot affirmation is i honor my inner fire by burning away doubt and create lightness within me to go back to my patreon uh so for as little as three dollars you will get additional resources for the tarot affirmation these are going to be written audio and visual recording um not all of them all at once but it's going to kind of change up as i see how i feel and as i kind of lean into this new creation that i'm making and you will also get the ebook that i just wrote and put up of every single tarot card in the deck i wrote uh, the meanings from my perspective and from the way that i work with the tarot those changes are up they are good to go and if you would like to receive the next tarot affirmation so my dumbass doesn't forget it till the very end uh, you can sign up at my newsletter and you will get uh, every single little goodie that i have packed into the newsletter including the tarot affirmation and finally you can connect with me across social media you can ask questions you can comment i love interacting with you so yeah thank you so much for letting me into your day and into this space i am just so blessed to do what i do my theme music is by grape dancer and until next time take care Bye.